Hi, and welcome to the Pastor's Table. I'm Pastor Heather, and today I have the privilege of talking with Pastor Gwen about relationships and how do we do relationships better. We've been apart a lot during COVID, and as we come back together, we can do better, and we can come closer and find the joy in relationships that sometimes we haven't known. Looking forward to this episode, grab a drink, and as Pastor Neil would say, your popcorn. And enjoy the episode. Good afternoon or good morning, wherever you may be watching from today. Welcome to the pastor's table. I'm Gwen Dreger, the senior pastor of Celebration Life Church, and today I have with me <laughs> Mrs. Heather McKeever. She has recently become licensed with the Independent Assemblies of God, and she is our ladies pastor at the church. She has women's group every Thursday here, and and she has a great time, and, and we just love her spirit, and she also helps around the office, and she has some real skills that I highly appreciate. She's very good at organizing things, and, and I, like, I like to be organized, but somehow when things unwind, I, I need help. <laughs> so I'm grateful to have her with me today on the program, and, and I'm sure it will be a blessing. One of the things that we're moving towards in this year is we're moving towards taking territory in all kinds of different areas. One of the areas that we need to desperately have some understanding in is the area of fellowship and relationships. Mm -hmm. And I've noted watching her, how she communicates, how she listens, that she has some real skill in relationships. And I, I highly encourage you to spend some time with her and, and buy her a coffee or a tea. Amen. <laughs> I'll just start today with 1 John chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also might have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. I think that's the, the bottom line for, mm -hmm. for learning to have good relationships. If you don't have a good relationship with God, it gonna, it's not going to work anywhere else. No. That's, that's very true. We've got to start somewhere, right? And, and often we get out of relationship with God because sometimes because of our relationships on earth. Mm -hmm. Wrong comparisons. Oh, I can't love God. Have you you probably yeah. heard this one? I struggle with the Father God loving me because my father was this and that on the earth. Yeah. Have you heard that before? Yeah. And what a great what a great pressure yeah. to put on an earthly person yes. to be God to you. I, yeah. No wonder it's, things go bad. <laughs> yes. It's very it's very difficult. I think one of the one of the greatest uh, problems people have in relationship is they try to draw from somebody something they should only draw from God. Yeah. And it, uh, it's something I certainly learned in my marriage. <laughs> it, I can't expect my husband to be God to me. <laughs> I can expect him to be Christ-like, but not, not to give me those things that I can only get from God. And when I spend that time with God, I, I also spend time with people different in a different way because I treasure God in them. Hmm. And I treasure who they, who God made them to be, and uh, it's something God talked to me about a lot. Is uh, when I when I look at the different people, you know, sometimes when I'm frustrated with people, <laughs> when you deal with people a lot, <laughs> you know, is seeing them as as who He created. You know, if I was dealing with my children, you know, if I was looking after the Queen's children, I would take care of them carefully. <laughs> and so, you know, as taking care of, of his children, we deal with them carefully and preciously because he created them and because they're his. That's and really good. 
It helps to sort a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> How did you ever come to that conclusion? I mean, so many, you know, many times people come to me and say, well, you know, how, how did you do this and how do you handle that? But yeah. perspective. Yeah. Your perspective on, on the, and the pressures, how you put an expectation. I think that's why a lot of people get offended with pastors and teachers and in the, in the Christian circles because yeah. they're, they put an expectation on them mm-hmm. that is, uh, you know, for, for them to be perfect. Yeah. In the same way we put that kind of pressure on parents to be perfect mm-hmm. and vice versa, or our children to be perfect. I've raised you in the Lord. Why aren't, you know, I've trained you up. Yeah. Why are you operating the way I think you should? Yeah, and, and a lot of the pressure that we put, especially on our children, is to do with our own insecurities. And <laughs> where we think we haven't done a good job, then we want them to reflect or prove that we have done well. And that's not how we prove we've done well. <laughs> or that's it will go loaded, badly. man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, pr- we prove we do well by obeying God. And that, that being the judging point causes our hearts to be in the right place, which causes us to make very different decisions. How did you ever come to that? What did you do? What, what kind of processes went through your mind or your heart? Uh, you know, God just started really dealing with my heart. Uh, you know, when I when I have difficulties, you know, when I was married very young, and when I had had difficulties, <laughs> we were both young <laughs> and learning. And when I'd have have difficulties, you know, I'd, I'd complain to God. I I knew to get your complaint out with God, not to the person. And I'd start complaining to God and how He needed to change and <laughs> everything that was wrong. <laughs> and you know, God started talking to me and really convicting my heart on that was his child and that was who he created and how how should I treat him because of that being his creation and really my honor of God changed how I viewed him mm-hmm. and you know just honoring you know God talked to me one day about uh, when I w- we were at a particularly <laughs> difficult point, and God talked to me one day about how can you put a pressure on what he should be compared to what I created him to be. And That's so good. That was a tough moment <laughs> of <laughs> conviction. <laughs> and, you know, but I, I came to realize, yeah, him being who God created him to be, you know, my children being who God created them to be, was far more precious and mm. far more important than who I wanted them to be or what I wanted. And. I saw as they step into what God wants them to do, you know, as, as Pastor Neil stepped into pastoring, you know, he came alive in new ways and, and our marriage and our relationship is so much better too. But it wasn't, it wasn't the primary. I couldn't ask him to put that up above what God created him to be or, or to do. And, you know, as, as I got closer to God, that made me put less pressure on other people. Mm-hmm. And because I, I could get it from God and then my relationships were just blessings to me. They weren't something I needed to be okay. They were something that I could treasure that were put in my life. And that really has helped me. <laughs> so when we're talking about relationships, we talk about having fellowship with the Father, but you can have fellowship with your spouse or with your child 
that is that can improve. Mm-hmm. And fellowship, when the Bible talks about fellowship, it's it's really the word for relationship and and how we interact with each other. And so when you're talking about marriage, everybody starts somewhere in every relationship, <laughs> and and with expectations, we have a certain expectation. Yeah. And sometimes when they're when they're first <laughs> dating, there's an expectation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going to be, you know. And, and uh, but most of those shows, even if you're watching them and you think, well, I'll be married soon, or perhaps you're newly married, they tend to have like the Cinderella story. They and they always end this way. They they finally come to the place, even with all of the movies that are out there, little lovey-dovey movies that that a lot of our girls like to watch. <laughs> they end where marriage begins. Yeah. So they stopped there, and then they said, and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> and they go, that's not the story. <laughs> now, yeah. I'm not saying marriage is bad. or And some people go, oh, it's tough work. It's not either of those. No. I think that's a poor explanation. Mm-hmm. I think it's growth. Yeah. When I hear you saying what you say, I think they're growth perspectives. Mm-hmm. So we have this perspective of, 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 you know, our perspective of, well, it should be this way. Yeah. We realize it's not. Mm-hmm. But our realization comes from knowing God. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. it was so good the way you put it about knowing who God created them to be. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's an acceptance part when you talk yeah. about Yeah, you know, he really revealed that to me. You know, if we look in Second Corinthians, mm-hmm. uh, chapter 5. Ah. <laughs> see how we are. And verse verse 16, and it talks about wherefore henceforth know ye, know we, no man after the flesh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that little bit, no, no man after the flesh. And it really, you know, that piece has really helped me. You know, I, I spend time praying even as I meet new people and stuff. You know, Lord, show me their spirit. Mm-hmm. Show me who you've you've placed in there, you know, because especially when you first meet people, there's a there's a lot of other stuff, and depending on what they've That's been right. through in life, you know, you hear a lot of other stuff, and mm-hmm. it's easy to get offended. It's easy to get like, oh my goodness, you know, as you hear people first talk. But if if you ask God to show you after after His Spirit, mm-hmm. then that starts to show you Him in them, and and that's very different if you're acting with Him mm-hmm. in them. And I believe we can draw out of out of people their spirit or out of their flesh. Mm-hmm. And I think when we see their spirit, we can draw from their spirit. And and they become more them too because that was who they were created to be. And you know, obviously, that's when you're talking to a Christian. <laughs> you know, but even when you're meeting somebody who's not saved, you know, God can show you that person. You know, when he talks about he knit us together in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows us so intimately. And when we use that knowledge to know people, mm-hmm. as opposed to the circumstances or simply your interactions with them can, can be varied. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> you know, it, it's so it's so different. Mm-hmm. And, and really, you know, valuing, valuing who he created. And... That's yeah. so good, Heather. You know, we see so many opportunities, I think, to have a relationship. But sometimes what's hurt us prevents us from going yeah. forward. But if you can make the time to gain God's perspective, which you meet talking to the Lord, mm-hmm. allowing him to open up his word and show you 
sometimes there there are things and they haven't gone right. We're not excusing bad behavior, not in not in any way. But you don't have to hold it. Yeah. You don't have to keep that thing. It's hurting you. Yeah. And and that way, when you've let that thing go, you can begin to trust again, mm-hmm. and and then trust and get God's perspective. And well, some of the mistakes I've made are, are like rereading the situation where I said, "Well, they're having a bad day." Well, it's not mm-hmm. up to me to make an excuse. It's not up to you to make an excuse. No. And and when we're hearing God's perspective, He's not going to make an excuse for them either. Yeah but just to see how he's created them, that every mm-hmm. child he's made with something in there he can use, yeah. something in there that he can purpose, and then we can begin to work together. Yeah, I think often we learn about our own gifts, and sometimes not. <laughs> we get deleted <laughs> that. Oh, I don't know, what's the purpose of life? And, and we get that place where we're not really sure what we are, but yeah. then when we can see it in each other, mm-hmm. you know, that the, we, we jokingly, we, we've, yeah. Amongst us, you know, when we're making things and doing things, uh, when one of our, our friends was recently married last year, I said, I- I'm good with tying bows. I can tie a bow. I can make that little knot and make it yeah. look right. And so I tied bows. I didn't set up the tables. <laughs> but Heather, she's got a great gift of how, how things look together. She's got that vision mm. in that way. And it's not that we, I, w- I might have that kind of a open vision in a different way. Yeah. But this is where we begin to work together. Now, those are natural gifts, but mm-hmm. also they're, they're gifts from the Father and just as valuable. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's such a great point you make that God's not in unreality. And he's not in unreality about who we are. And sometimes we try to be in unreality about who people are because oh, we're so afraid <laughs> of what it's going to look like yeah. if they are what we see. And, but in unreality isn't where God's wisdom is. It's not where his instruction is because it's not the place he lives. And, you know, sometimes reality can seem so hard, but it's actually more difficult to live in unreality because if we're pretending somebody is something they're not, we're going to be bit by them being the way that they truly are. Absolutely. And, you know, when you accept who they are, then you can hear God's wisdom about how to be and you can know, you know, some people, there's people you're not going to have close relationships with. And that's all right. And there's people you're going to be close with. And mm-hmm. God can instruct you in that way. Absolutely. And, you know, so being being real is really important. Mm-hmm. And it's the best way to have deeper relationships, too. It causes you to need to be vulnerable at times. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> need to, sometimes you have to make the first step to be open. And, and that can seem scary if you've had bad relationships. Uh, but... It's so, it's so worth it, you know, at a, a time uh, when I went through a difficult time when my sister died, you know, I, I closed myself off from everybody, thinking that it would cause me no more hurt. And it, God came and he talked to me one day and he said, yeah, you won't have any pain, but you won't have any joy either. If you're cut off, your emotions are just cut off. And I realized there was a measure of pain I didn't have but the cut-offness and the loneliness was far worse than the pain I was experiencing in that moment. And when I could open myself up, I could open myself up to new relationships and suddenly see people he brought into my life who weren't there before. And, and I could become close to people again and experience the joy that I also hadn't experienced. So it's, it's worth the risk. 
you know, it's, it's difficult at times when we've been hurt and when we've gone through painful things, we've lost people, but it's, it's not forever and we can step into something new because we know that God placed us in the body. He placed mm -hmm. us, he, he designed us to have relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if God sent his son primarily so he could have relationship with us. Mm -hmm. And so how much did he design us to have relationships? And knowing that he designed us to have relationships helps us. Absolutely. And know that he wants it for us, so he placed it in mm -hmm. us, the ability to do it and to do it well. Yes. Broken trust really shuts the door to good. Yeah, it does. Because we're, we've now limited what we can have and, and distrust or, or the shut door, like you said, and I just saw it so very clearly when you were saying that, it shuts you to what is good that's yeah, possible. It does, yeah. It prevents you from stepping on and saying, I can not I can have something wonderful here. Yeah. But trust is so broken and, and fear fills that gap and it's like putting, fear comes along and it's like it glues the door shut. Yeah. And then it says, we can't, if I open this door, mm -hmm. and it, it, terrible things will happen. Yeah. But, but also, it stops you from what's right. Yeah, it does. Something precious or treasure on the other side. Mm -hmm. And having, having someone go home what seems early in your life, having someone go on to heaven is, is not easy. We yeah. don't talk about those things very often in church, and I think we should talk about it more. Mm -hmm. because this is where many people struggle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my sister went home before she turned 50, and there, there are moments, yeah. you know. But I like to say they're, they're, they're moments. Yeah. There's yeah. many good things and many laughs we had, and, and, and those things are great. Yeah. And do they sting sometimes? Sometimes, but the hurt's gone. Mm -hmm. The hurt didn't leave yeah. till I let it go. Though. That's right. Yeah. I had to let it go. Yeah. Yeah, you have to make the choice to move from the old to something new. Mm -hmm. I think when we hold that, the hurt, in, in especially where grief is concerned, I think when we hold it, we, we there's a fear that we'll forget. That's mm -hmm. why we hold it. And and the pain is at least something we can feel. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and a lot of people, when someone's passed on, feel numb. That's, that's a common thing that people say. I feel, feel yeah. numb. I, I don't know what to do. And so they hold the pain of it because at least it's something that they can latch onto. But that's no different. One of the verses we were talking about in another episode uh, with the prayer of Jabez, when he talked about sin, he says it, there was a grieving part to it. Mm. And I think in, that's where that grief comes in. There's a part where it said, where I sinned and I was grieved. And, yeah. and it's like that. Yeah. You know, there's a, this grief that I have made a mistake. There's a grief yeah. that, that's associated with pain of, I don't want to blow it. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to blow it with yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we just like, put up the wall. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it keeps us out of the joy of the Lord. It does. Yeah. And it, it keeps us from relationship, not only with each other, but from him. Yeah. Because when we close ourselves off, we close ourselves off to everybody. We sure don't want to do that. No. I need no. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I can't forgive or get healed without him. No. Now, lots of us, we think, oh, well, I can get saved with Jesus and his blood. But do we really think about the power to forgive without mm -hmm. him? 
I, I believe he gives us the, the, that faith. Mm -hmm. When we've been given the measure of faith, I think it includes forgiveness. Oh, yeah. Amen. You know? Yeah, and, and the ability to forget. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's given me a wonderful ability to forget <laughs> and let my memory be washed clean yes. so that I don't see the past when I look forward. Amen. Yeah. I only have so much memory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use it for good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be counting up the sins. Here we go. Yeah. I want to count my many blessings and see what God has done. Amen. I love that old song. Amen. It's so great. Amen. <laughs> well, God bless you. I hope you've been strengthened with this. We'll be back with another episode to talk some more about relationships and how they can be strengthened through the blood of Jesus. Amen. God bless you all. <laughs>